That's a perfect opportunity for you to say, how is business going? Or if they have a new job. So I saw your new title, or congratulations on that. So what do you actually do? What's your actually day-to-day activity in that, that new position? I'm kind of curious. And typically they're going to go, oh, I do X, Y, Z. And then you're like, oh, wow, that is super cool. How are you liking it so far? And then now you have a natural flow into a dialogue. And that, that's what it gets back to, whether you're doing outreach to those people or you're you know, uh, reaching out through the messages. It's all about creating that dialogue and then leading to you know, hopefully a conversation offline. You know your business can change people's lives, but you don't yet have the right words to inspire them to take action. Imagine the changes you will create in your business as you tap into the secrets of ethical influence and positive persuasion to not only better serve your clients, but also to supercharge your financial freedom. I'm your host, Jason Lynette, and welcome to the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast. I help entrepreneurs and business owners just like you to close more premium sales. And no, this isn't about tricking or manipulating people, not at all. It's about helping your prospects to appropriately sell themselves into your products or services. Please hit subscribe and get all the episodes now at jasonlinette.com. So let's take a moment and kick off with the theme of flexibility. And for those of you watching the video broadcast of this week's episode, you see that I'm a slightly different location as we're in the process of moving down south and temporarily for now, I am recording right now in a hotel room in Nags Head, North Carolina. Now, on this theme of flexibility, I was in the midst of appearing on someone else's program as a guest on their podcast, and as typically would play out, we were having just some small talk and chat after the program, at which point I was explaining that the Hypnotic Language Hacks program is probably transitioning to become a little bit more content-based, a little bit less on the interviews, and a little bit more in terms terms of coming on and teaching specific actionable strategies, to which then I asked a follow-up question, tell me more about what you do. And as soon as he said, I help people market the right way on LinkedIn, I said to Jess Tiffany, here's the scheduling link. I need to have this conversation with you. And for those of you that are new to Jess, he's an author, he's a writer, and hosts his own excellent podcast as well, which this is episode number 30 of Hypnotic Language Hacks. So simply head over to jasonlinette.com forward slash 30. That'll bring you over to the show notes of this specific episode. And I'll tell you some of the themes that we hit in the conversation here this week. The idea of leading with value. The idea of not necessarily going directly for the sale. And at the end of the day, the number one thing we all ought to be doing in the shape of our businesses, that of building and nurturing relationships. So you are in for a treat in terms of outstanding strategies that actually work, and plus some cool ideas of how to better automate the systems of letting that run as well. So here we go. This is Jess Tiffany talking about LinkedIn marketing. Before we get started today, if you want to easily grab people's attention, naturally build authority, and organically have your prospects wanting more from you, even before you've made an offer, I've created a step-by-step program to help you to do just that. It's called Business Influence Systems. And this is your opportunity now to visit jasonlinette.com to get a free behind-the-scenes tour of the exact hypnotic persuasion strategies that you can ethically use to better start up or scale up your business. If you want a proven framework to boost your confidence, attract premium clients, and inspire more people to take action with you, 
Get business influence systems now at jasonlinette.com. The biggest thing people are doing wrong is they're trying to just send out uh, messages to sell stuff and they need to build relationships and build trust over time. And that's where uh, the power of LinkedIn is. I kind of joke that uh, the power of LinkedIn is getting people off of LinkedIn and actually having a real individual conversation with that person. And that really was what makes the difference. Yeah. I love that as the theme that the the same as the networking event is the opportunity to then meet them somewhere else and continue that conversation in the shape of the business. So let's rewind some of the story back then. Uh, Jess, for those people that don't yet know you, could you briefly introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Jess Tiffany. I own MNU Digital, which is a full service digital marketing agency. Um, I wrote an international bestseller on LinkedIn marketing. And so that's kind of where most of my business comes from. And then we've also uh, published over 200 books. We help people become uh, bestsellers online, or excuse me, on Amazon, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today. And uh, we do that through uh, lots of marketing. Awesome. Awesome. So then specifically, let's spend some time here talking about LinkedIn. Is that something that in terms of your journey, where a lot of your success came from over time, was it always that way or what's kind of the backstory there? Yeah, uh, LinkedIn is, uh, so I, I guess I have to go back a little further. I, I also run a, a education platform and we, people couldn't figure out stuff. So we, we kind of uh, pivoted into the digital marketing agency, but um, the, um, um, I couldn't get a hold of teachers. Um, you know, I was trying to find good, high-quality instructors that not everybody, you know, had on their websites, uh, other education platforms, and I couldn't seem to find them. I, you know, I tweet at them and I shoot messages at Facebook. I couldn't really seem to catch the right people, but uh, I switched to LinkedIn, and all of a sudden the the world just opened up to me because I could send a message to whoever I wanted to. If I wanted to, you know, look up John Maxwell and send him a message, I could. It yeah. uh, doesn't mean they'll respond to you. Um, that's a whole other story of uh, developing your uh, LinkedIn profile and and becoming the person that uh, that they would want to connect to and, and creating kind of a magnetic uh, profile. But uh, uh, the big thing was it allowed me access without gatekeepers to a lot of great people. And uh, that's kind of how we built it up. And uh, uh, built it uh, fairly rapidly and then wrote a book about it. So nice, nice. So curious to ask if you had to kind of break it down, what audience do you see from your perspective? What audience do you see on LinkedIn? What audience do you see on Twitter versus like what audience do you see on Facebook? Yeah, I, I'd say um, comp, um, you see the CEOs, the executives, the um, I mean, if you look at the big picture of LinkedIn, I mean, there's a lot of job seekers and other, you know, things out there, but for my, my uh, clientele that I wanted to market to, it was the CEOs, the business coaches, the, um, you know, um, some fortune 500 heads, uh, things like that. Um, Twitter, um, it seems like it's more corporate um, type people that you kind of tweet to. And sometimes they respond like the company comes back to you, but not the individual uh, was my experience anyway. Um, And Facebook, um, I just really had trouble finding the right people through, you know, searching. It was more about, uh, you know, building friendships at first. Um, I know later on, I kind of got into Facebook groups and I was able to, you know, build groups up and stuff like that. But, um, but that was kind of after my LinkedIn journey, I dabbled into the groups a little bit more with Facebook, but, uh, but definitely LinkedIn is by far the best for B2B leads um, anywhere on the planet right now. Nice, nice. You dropped an amazing little seed a moment ago that we now have to go back and explore where you said about letting that profile become magnetic. Hmm. What do you mean by that? 
Um, well, you know, if, if you want to reach out to somebody on, you know, they have to want to come back to you. And, um, and some of the ways you do that is um, I, I call it pop, but you basically have a professional image on there, you know, professional photography, if possible, good photo of yourself. Um, you know, um, uh, what opportunities do you offer people? Um, you want to include that in your profile as well as what problems do you solve? And if somebody comes to your profile and and reads their problem right in front of them. They're like, oh, hey, this person solves my problem. Um, it makes them want to reach out to you and learn more. And uh, so there's there's a lot more to it. There's visualization. You know, you want to have your, your, your sentences broken up and maybe use some bullet points and maybe a couple of emojis or whatever it is to make it so that somebody can just look at it in a glimpse and kind of get the gist without having to like read through fine print uh, on your profile. Yeah. So I'm curious to ask then, is there a story that comes to mind of either yourself or someone that you've worked with where let's say perhaps they were doing the thing, which is where a lot of people have almost dismissed LinkedIn because it is kind of become that platform where, you know, it's kind of diminished by those that are not using it well of, Hey, buy my thing. Hey, sign up for this. I got pitched twice this morning as I thought about, I'm talking to Jess in a few hours. Perfect timing. Uh, is there a story that comes to mind of helping someone really get their messaging right and what it created as a result. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, one is um, I worked with uh, Dr. Brian Smith. We helped him uh, launch a bestseller campaign and uh, we were able to use LinkedIn to, you know, get the message out there and, um, you know, build some relationships. Um, you know, um, we kind of used it a little bit differently. We actually pulled people into a lead magnet um, mm -hmm. with uh, people that he already knew. So we reached out to a lot of, uh, you know, patients and things like that that he was already connected to. And we actually drew them into a, uh, a little lead magnet so we could set them up on a drip marketing campaign so that we could basically funnel the force of all the people he knew into launching that book. Yeah. And um, by doing that, we were able to easily get them into the Amazon bestseller list um, and get some, get a lot of quality reviews. And uh, that worked out really good uh, utilizing uh, both uh, LinkedIn. We did use email on that too. Um, so it's kind of a combo uh, platform. But There's something that's inside of what you just said that I want to highlight, which was that you were on LinkedIn. You've already hinted at this before. Part of the strength is taking them off the platform and commun communicating in another, another mechanism. So correct me here, the opt-in, they were getting something by way of sharing an email address, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, in this, in this case, not really, because we were reaching out to people he already knew from, uh, you know, relationships or some of them were customers and things like that. So, but there's something uh, was, inside of that. You were having them re-engage. They were already in the yes. community as it were, but by asking them to take the next step of opting into something, they were ready to take the next step of now doing their part to help get this book to number one on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah, we, we just re-engaged with people he already knew and, and tried to uh, kind of orchestrate everything so that they, you know, there are people that already wanted to help him. So it's a little different than a, a cold outreach that you might do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a cold outreach, um, you know, um, is, is different process. Basically, um, you start with, you know, usually a connection request um, that's personalized for that person. Um, there are some, some people that uh, do it without it. Um, so so if you do a generic canned message, it's actually worse to do that than not send a message at all. Um, but if you are going to send messages, if you make them very personalized, it's even warmer uh, and better than just a can, you know, just a invite. 
So, so if you're going to take the time to personalize and do it right, uh, that's the way to go. If you're not, don't use canned messages, just hit the invite and you'll actually have a better connection rate. That's interesting. So rather just recap that rather than here's this two or three sentence thing that I put in the notepad of my computer, I'm copying and pasting and just sending to anybody and everybody better to just make the connection, get that connection first and not send anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say, when you say personalization, what, what, what are you seeing that's working right now? Well, um, what I like to do is I, I, I kind of cheat a little bit and, and I teach people how to use search to have it already personalized so they can still kind of use canned messages um, a little bit. So, yeah. Um, and, and what that is, is usually it's like uh, you search for like maybe the school that you went to. So you say you went to, um, you know, say you went to the University of Minnesota and uh, you wanted to reach out. So you could basically do a search and there and do, use a filter to do University of Minnesota. And then you could just say, hey, I just wanted to reach out. I'm trying to connect with other business people that went to the University of Minnesota. Figured it'd be cool to have another alumni member as part of my connection list, you know, and something like something to that effect. So that they're like, oh, hey, I went to college with this person. You know, I, you know, they might be 10 years apart, but we went to the same school. So there's kind of that little bit of bond. I mean, if you can get even more granular, that's even better, uh, especially when you start getting into like uh, high level executives that you're trying to reach out to. You know, you might ask about some re- recent, re- you know, acquisition they did or, um, you know, there's like um, if you get into Sales Navigator, you can actually get news feeds on certain companies you want to follow and it'll have news right there. And you can just look at the news and go, oh, hey, there's new news for this company and then reach out to that person and uh, talk about that uh, directly, too. So. I was laughing here for two reasons. And I love what you said there about, you know, finding some commonality, finding something that's similar and using that as, let's say, the foot in the door, uh, which first thing I was kind of giggling at was the fact that 20 years ago, we would call this stalking. Now we call it market research. (laughs) Uh, The other was that, and this was one that someone was looking into different classes, like one of the trainings that I offer. And again, 20 years ago, stalking now market research. She um, is deciding between an event that I taught and then an event that had a similar description, but was a very different class taught by someone else. And um, why did she decide to take my class? Because that was the week that on uh, whatever platform I had posted the signed photo of me and Weird Al Yankovic, you know, like you do, which is where whatever that connection is, whatever that through line becomes. And I think what's inside of this story, Jess, is that we need to always remember that, and this is what's missing from that direct message, just pitch right away, cold. People do business with people. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, it, at the end of the day, it all become, gets down to relationships and relatability, re, sorry, relatability and being able to, uh, you know, communicate with that person on their level. It's, you know, it's about them. So if you can take Mm -hmm. your eyes off yourself, put it on them, you know, what are their wants, needs, desires, you know, what are their interests? If you can focus on any of those pieces, it allows them to be more open to receive what you have to give. So, yeah. So then I'm curious to ask you then from that initial reach out, what are you seeing as kind of the trend now? What's kind of working in terms of, let's say the next step, is it to get them to opt into something? Is it to invoke some sort of conversation by phone or zoom how would you kind of define that these days? So I find that you kind of need to, you know, typically need seven to 10 touches to, to really get some, some, uh, 
some trust going. And so you want to kind of uh, focus on, you know, building that trust really quick. So typically what I do is I'll send a connection request uh, that's personalized. Uh, then I'll say, thank you. Then I'll go like uh, some of their posts and then I'll go endorse them for something. And then I'll come back and say, um, Hey, uh, you know, um, I really liked something on your profile. And then the next time I come back and say, wow, I just really like kind of chatting back and forth here with you. Um, you, are you open to catch a 15 minute non-sales call? And, nice. and you, you, know, you make a little joke, like you say, no sales allowed or something and big print <laughs> or something. And, um, you know, and you just have conversations with people and a lot of people, they'll, they'll accept that if, you know, if you're like, Hey, buy my product. They're like, Whoa, right. slow down, buddy. Uh, so that's, that's kind of how, how, uh, we typically do that, uh, to kind of build a relationship a little bit before we ask for the meeting. Right. So, I mean, genuinely networking there, actually listening to what the person does. You mentioned B2B. Does the, does this tend to apply also for just B2C? Let's say here's a person, this is a lot of my audience. They've productized a service and now people are now going through an online program. What about that direct client outreach? Yeah. Yeah. You can absolutely use it. Uh, use LinkedIn for that. Um, I do find that um, you're going to get a little bit more traction on your content. If you're doing good content that, um, that appeals to certain demographics of people um, and then you need to interact. So when people comment on your post or they like your post, you want to say, thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. You want to, you know, uh, you know, we send them a direct message and, and ask for further detail. Like they, you know, they say something about, yeah, I've been trying to lose weight, you know, or whatever it is. And you can go on, you know, hit the, hit the button, open up their profile and send them a message and say, Hey, thanks for, you know, commenting on message. Um, and I noticed you, you were asking about losing weight. Um, did you need help with that? Or do, did, was there any uh, tips you needed? You know, um, is there something I can do for you for free to just kind of help out with advice or, you know, whatever it is, you just want to sew into people and, and uh, you know, give a little bit. That's uh, I think it's Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk's book, uh, you know, uh, jab, 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 right hook or whatever. Yeah. But it's kind of that same idea. You know, you want to give, 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 and then, you know, eventually, uh, you know, people want to have us, you know, kind of a spirit of reciprocity, I like to call it. So, right. What, what's beautiful about that is that, again, this mindset of service first, providing value. And this is where, you know, I've done things of this level before, too. And here's where they start to ask the questions like, well, is this something that you help with? And the internal dialogue is, if I have to, here's what I do. <laughs> We're now because we've got that natural foot in the door. And this is what's I think important for a lot of people to hear is that for most people, they're not necessarily reaching out to be pitched. They're reaching out because they're curious and they want more information. And to ask yourself about buying decisions that you've made, chances are you can unpack that experience and you already had a hunch that you wanted what this person offered even before you ever signed up for the program. I mean, I just signed up for someone's program the other day because it's a segment of the business that I want to expand on. And there was almost this irony moment of going, okay, now that I'm inside this thing, oh, is that what they call it? <laughs> huh. They never told me the name of the program until I signed up for it, which it's a you know generic name for what it could be. But it was this nice little nudge to go, I wasn't buying it because I wanted the product. I didn't want the thing. Mm -hmm. I wanted more of the experience with this individual. And that's just what really a lot of what you're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Um... 
And there's lots of strategies on LinkedIn that you can do, you know, even things like where it says happy birthday, you know, it's, you know, in your newsfeed, it says happy birthday. Well, say happy birthday back to them, you know, because what happens? They say, thank you. And then that's a perfect, perfect opportunity for you to say, so how is, how is business going? Or, you know, or if they have a new job, like, so I saw your new title or congratulations on that. So what, what, what do you actually do? Or what's your, you know, what's your, what's your actually day, day-to-day activity in that, that new position? I'm kind of curious. And typically they're going to go, oh, I do X, Y, Z. And then you're like, oh, wow, that is super cool. How do you, how are you liking it so far? And then now you have a natural flow into a dialogue and that, that's what it gets back to, whether you're doing outreach to those people or you're, you know, uh, reaching out through the messages, it's all about creating that dialogue and then leading to, you know, hopefully a conversation offline. Yeah. Now, so many buying decisions are based upon how do we do something faster and easier? So what have you found, or it might even be something that you provide in terms of automating this, in terms of making that outreach even easier? Yeah. So we, we actually do offer a service to do that for people. Um, we have gone away from automation because LinkedIn tends to uh, like to block accounts and things like that for automation. Yes, they do. <laughs> uh, so, so we, we do, uh, we do uh, use real people to do that now. Um, we did, we did do some uh, automation in the past, but we've moved to just uh, full, full-time people doing that. And, um, you know, it works great. Um, you know, we basically get them to the point where we have that conversation. Um, um, you know, as long as they're not asking, you know, anything like, you know, detailed or, you know, if it's just a generic conversation, we'll get them to that point. And then, then the person would take over once they get to, you know, where it's talking about, you know, actual personal stuff between, you know, them or their company or whatever. Um, but it just kind of uh, frees up some time. So you, you know, can do run your business <laughs> yeah. or whatever else you're doing. So I'm, I'm smiling because episode number 20, I had Scott Sandlin on the program. He's part of a software project called Cyrano, okay. which is all about listening to um, AI. AI is listening to a Zoom conversation and then basically pulling out of it decision structure. It's a really cool episode to go mm-hmm. back and listen to. Yeah. But I'm thinking back to the Cyrano de Bergerac metaphor, uh, which is not enough that we go into French literature on this podcast. But <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> uh, Roxanne, the movie with Steve Martin. Yeah, okay. the one with the nose. The, the scene where here is a conversation that's going on and then only the character is swooping in at the next step, which even if we're talking about a webinar, even if we're talking about a Facebook Live or whatever the mechanism, though I love and I smiled at the bit around... Um, LinkedIn not liking automation. I was using a company briefly to moderate some posts on LinkedIn. And it was a nice little nudge to go, maybe this is not the way to go because we had to reset the API connection on a weekly basis. Mm. That just, again, this was one that they're not preferring that as much as we can automate things in other platforms or such. But I, I really appreciate this mindset around the give, 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 get. What I'm curious to ask you before we start to wrap things up here have you had that person, and it might be you, or more likely a client, who perhaps was that 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 dreaded LinkedIn pitcher first, and then kind of seeing the light to go, we need to change this up, and what was their result? Does the story come to mind around that? I'm struggling with that one off the top of my head, but I do know I've had several pitchers come to me, and I've kind of casually rebuked them and said, oh, you know, I do teach LinkedIn marketing and uh, have had some really good conversations with converting those people into non-pitchers to actually do the sequence 
to be more casual in their conversations and uh, and and they have a lot more, a lot happier clients uh, because of that. So awesome. I love that. So if you had to give two specific recommendations for someone to get started in terms of using LinkedIn better for their business, what would you recommend for that? Hmm. Um, number one is work on your profile, make sure that it, it really stands out. Um, you know, go find um, industry leaders, look at their profile, see how they lay it out, see how they word stuff. Uh, your headline is the number one thing that people are, you know, reading most of the time. And you, you want it to uh, draw people into you, you know, uh, sometimes we'll say something like, you know, I, I, I help, uh, I'm, like right now I do, I help uh, mere mortals become online superstars in 90 days. And that's nice. basically, you know, just to basically say, you know, usually you want to be more specific, like executives or, you know, uh, business owners, or, you know, I help uh, dog walkers become, you know, uh, you know, uh, prolific online, whatever it is, but um I went a little different route uh, to tie in the uh, outer, outer, outer space theme of the uh, superstars uh, thing. But, um, but basically, you just need to be very clear on your messaging, what you do, what problems you solve, what opportunities you bring, and, uh, and really help that become magnetic. Uh, the, the second thing is, um, um, you know, make sure you're consistent. You know, go out, do a post every day. Um, look what other people are posting so you can kind of replicate what's working. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it make sure you interact with uh, some, some people online. Um, I always recommend going, you know, go to your, the people you like or the people you're influenced by, you know, your favorite author, your, your ideal clients. Go seek out their content so you can like and comment and kind of drive that, uh, drive that conversation. And sometimes even go find your competitors and comment on theirs in a helpful way to their audience because their audience is your audience. So a lot of times they'll read your comment and then send you a, a connection request and then you start having a conversation about that topic. So uh, there's lots of strategy out there, but uh, really focus on uh, making sure you're consistent every day, doing a little bit to grow your business. Nice. And I asked for two, you gave us like six or seven quality oh, things. Sorry. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, Jess, this has been fantastic. How can people best get in contact with you? How can they find out more? Yeah. Um, the best place is jesstiffany.com, uh, J-E-S-S-T-I-F-F-A-N-Y.com. Uh, and on LinkedIn, of course, uh, those are probably the two best places. I do have a free um, LinkedIn marketing cheat sheet, uh, which is at uh, mnudigital.com forward slash LinkedIn dash cheat dash cheat. So, uh, so that's the uh, URL to our little cheat sheet that's free. So. Yeah, which we'll be sure to link to that in the show notes over at jasonlinette.com. Uh, this has been fantastic with real world usable knowledge, which again, it always goes back to relationships. It always goes back to providing value. Before we wrap it up, any final thoughts for the listeners out there? Go out there and get some done. Go out there and, and take the effort, take the time, learn the system and, uh, and really go after um, you know, um, who's your favorite authors, who's your ideal clients, your dream clients, your, uh, the, the people that you want to interact with, the, the people you want to hire in the next five to 10 years, go out and find those people, build the network before you need it. And that'll make all the difference. You have been listening to the hypnotic language hacks podcast with Jason Lynette. 
please stop everything and start exploring jasonlinette.com for even more business influence and persuasion resources. Make it a priority right now to subscribe to this program and listen to every episode because the next one may reveal that one hypnotic influence secret to massively scale your success. Change your words, change your business, change your life. Get even more at jasonlinette.com.